This episode of Hey Teens is brought to you by Punch Cards. If you're looking to give a greeting card to a friend or family member, but you're tired of the dumb ones at the store, why not give them a beautifully handcrafted card with a message that is sure to spark a double take? Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and Punch Cards has the perfect card to get you mega laid. Like this one. I want this Valentine's Day to be extra super duper memorable. That's why I plan on ditching our safe word. So check out punchcards.etsy.com and stock up on greeting cards for all occasions. Hey teens, welcome to Hey Teens with John and Eric. I'm John. And I'm Eric. And we are here with a, uh, somebody who I met when I first moved out to LA in a very strange way, which we're going to talk about pretty soon. Uh, he is a comedian and has hosted a number of television and uh, probably some internet programs too. Sure. Yeah, J. Keith Von Stratton's here. Hey everybody. <laughs> and please, let's respect my uh, Dutch ancestry. It's Van Stratton. Van uh, Stratton. anyone thinking I'm a German. I had oh. no idea. Yeah. I wow. didn't even know there'd be a difference. JK I mean, I know there's Stratton. a difference between the two nationalities. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize that Vaughn was German and Van was... Traditionally, Vaughn is German and evil, ah. and Van is Dutch and, and slightly less and evil. And good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. It's, a, it's incredible to be here. We are fresh off the holidays. John, how is your... Uh, your New Year's slash oh, whatever you, whatever you celebrate. Fantastic. You know, <laughs> I'm refreshed. I got plenty of resolutions. We uh, This is technically coming out uh, deep into January. So, right, right. Um, we already had our post-New Year's episode come oh, out. Oh, that's right. And we <laughs> talked about how good of a time we had. Yeah. Even though we recorded the, it in theoretical December. theoretical <laughs> New Year's Eve. Um, it was insane. So, Jay Keith. Yes. Tell us a little bit about where you are from. Where did you spend your teenage years? Uh, it was a mix. Well, from uh, I was originally from Chicago, mm-hmm. and then when I was 14, I moved under great duress to Los Angeles. So, oh. uh, so 13, 14, I was in Chicago, and then the rest of the teen years, I was in Los Angeles. Okay. okay. What was it like at the time? I mean, I'm sure that it was not as squeaky clean and polished as Los Angeles is now. Uh, I know that over the course of even the last 10 years, it's become... A lot nicer. Well, compared to Chicago, it definitely was. I mean, oh, it really? just felt, yeah, everything just felt bright, like too bright. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, like, especially coming from Chicago, which yeah. is... Has a nice sort of a, a patina of grit, yeah. you know, over the whole city. Even so, I really like Chicago. Oh, I oh, love Chicago. such yeah. a cool town. town. I got to get back there. Oh, no, I, I did not want to move, but uh-huh. my, my parents moved and they brought my cat and all of my stuff. Well, when so the cat like, yeah, and your yeah. stuff goes, you yeah, have to exactly. kind of follow. I did not have a lot of independence as a 14-year-old. They're holding your cat ransom in order to get you to move. Exactly. Um, so were you in, like, Los Angeles proper? or we, Let's see. We first moved to the Palisades uh, okay. for the first year, and then my parents got divorced, and my dad and I moved to Century City. Okay. Oh. So which was much more central and, you know, a little a little more city-like. Like, sure. I could actually, like, there actually was a bus stop at my house, whereas in the Palisade, which is, is very nice. It seems weird to complain about it, but you don't drive. It was awful. Right, you know, right. Like, you, you know, I, I came from Chicago where... I was taking the bus on my own from when I was seven years old. Way uh-huh. too young, but still, sure. you know, it was very independent. The buses went everywhere. It was a half block from my house. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the Palisades, and the buses here suck, don't go anywhere. And the bus stop was literally, you know, I had to go a mile uphill 
from right. the, uh, and it, the bus stop. It only stops at Arnold Schwarzenegger's house. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what route, all, all roads. Schwarzenegger to, to, Bus Depot. Yeah. Next stop. <laughs> I, I had a friend who lived out there. Uh, well, she grew up out there, and um, so whenever we'd go to visit, we'd be like, "Where the fuck are we? There's, these houses are great." And we'd always drive by Arnold Schwarzenegger's house. Our neighborhood, we had Stallone. That was our. Oh. That, was, that was the landmark. With was to know. Okay, you turn right at uh, Stallone's house, and then I think a Vin Scully lived near there, oh, and nice. then uh, Ronald Reagan's old house. I think when he was running for governor or had retired from being governor. No, I guess he went from governor to president, so that wouldn't make sense. But at some point, Ronald Reagan had lived sure, in the neighborhood. Sure. So a big Republican stronghold. Yeah. yeah right. One of my favorite facts about Stallone's house is that he has a statue of himself in his backyard. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can see that because the brick wall was about oh, I'm sure. <laughs> 10 feet high. And then apparently he moved. Uh, there was the street we lived on right, right after we moved. There was a big movement to make it a private street, which I think it is now because uh, he yeah. built it was either. I think, I think it was him built a huge mansion on top of the way on top of the hill uh, so i'm not sure which house had i'm sure every house he has has, has a statue, statue of himself. and, and yeah. you lived on Dolph lundgren boulevard <laughs> <laughs> yeah the big rivalry between the streets yeah, there's a lot of throat ripping going on yeah um so growing up in chicago was it a, a sort of did you grow up in like a rough area or were you, were you ever in altercations or anything uh i got into some scraps oh yeah uh, no the only i mean we were i grew up with very you know Compared to most people, very privileged mm. life. So I was, you know, except emotionally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, we lived in a. I mean, we definitely lived in the city. I'm not one of those people who say you're from Chicago and then you say where and you say Evanston or Skokie because right, 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 those right. people are worse than the Germans. <laughs> um, the von Strattens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, we lived we lived in the city, and so you know there were some. The, the only kind of altercations I had, I had my bike stolen a couple times uh, while I was on it. Uh, so, interesting. Yeah. How did that go down? I mean, everyone has a bike stolen when it's locked up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Forget to lock it up, but rarely when you're riding the bike does somebody come along and steal it. And so uh, that so they just like me. push you off. Or? Yeah. Well, well. So there were there was uh, one time where it was attempted, and I and I and I thwarted the guy with the help of of some nice uh, passersby. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and then the other time that was successful. Uh, I had I was getting ready to go uh, go away to summer camp, so I had a little shopping to do. I had to go to the toy sure, store, I had sure. to stock up on my uh-huh. little uh, what those little things you, like you throw on the ground and they snap. Oh, those little yeah, yeah poppers pop, or whatever. Snap pop, pop snap pop, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, had to get had to get, get some supplies. You have to. Sure. And yeah. so uh, Load I was up riding on home, and I was uh, foolishly I'd taken an alley route because I was because that was the shortest route, and I and I kind of heard someone coming up behind me on a bike, and just as I was turning, I felt a hand on my around oh, my neck, no. the back of my neck, and he pushed me off the bike. So he was willing to sacrifice his bike for my bike because I had a nicer bike. Sure. And uh, I, I, stupidly, I mean, at the time, you weren't thinking about weapons or anything. Mm-hmm. So I was. It was. It was a Schwinn uh, Stingray with a banana seat. Uh. And if you remember, the banana seats at the back had a little, like, yeah, a little loop. Yeah. And so I was holding onto the loop as he was trying to ride away with with, with the bike. Uh. And he was like slapping me, saying like, "Let go! Let go! Let go!" <laughs> and I was yelling for help. And like neighbors were coming oh, up, no. you know, like out the window. And finally, you know, I was not a very strong kid. I mean, he could probably still take it from me now um, <laughs> and so he ran away with the bike and i was left with his crappy huffy uh, uh well you got a bike out of the deal though no because then when the cops i mean this is so, this is so antiquated because like like the cops would give a shit now right can right we, yeah can we say shit in the show yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. say whatever you want shit. <laughs> shit. Um, let's just get the shits out right yeah. now yeah. Shit. Oh. Shit, shit. uh when the cops came they they had to take his bike as evidence oh. or, or maybe i just fell for it yeah, oh. <laughs> maybe they just wanted to give the huffy. Maybe their kids. maybe he was a cop and they just needed some yeah, cop bikes. Yeah, I can't, they needed some Schwins with banana seats. On I, can't the imagine, I can't imagine. I can't imagine 
the cops caring now about yeah, about exactly. a bike theft. Did I tell this story on on the air that I was walking my dog a few weeks ago and I saw an accident? I live right off the freeway and I saw an accident happen. So like, oh, I'm gonna call nine one one. I was on the I was on hold Ugh. on nine one one for ten minutes and did not get through to anybody. And at that point, I was That's driving. Garbage. And I was it, driving. It's a joke in movies where like yeah, nine you know, one yeah. one, please hold, ha ha ha. But like when you're actually in the moment, yeah, it's, it's terrifying. I was like, well, I, th- I I think I saw the car drive off, so he's probably okay. I think I can. I like I didn't want to risk getting into an accident myself, so I just ended up hanging. Ye- out. Yesterday, I was driving to work uh, over by the Burbank Airport, and I was driving down Clybourne, and there was this huge like cloud of smoke coming down the street from in the opposite direction and there was a high speed police chase Whoa. going right past me i never seen that before up close yeah. but it was this like you know crappy black car and like these two cop cars behind it then another one came shortly after and then i was told by, by another guy that i work with there was like a police helicopter just like zooming by and i was like oh my god that was Awesome. <laughs> uh, and you then did, you didn't go watch it on the news to see to see yourself. I, I tried to look up to see if there was anything wave, online wave about it. the helicopter, yeah. but I couldn't. I couldn't find anything. I'd love to know what that was all about. Um, yeah, it, that's a, a weird thing about living in LA. Like you assume these things make the paper, but they don't. Nothing yeah, ever does. Like, I found a, a dead body in the street once. No. Yeah, like driving home at like two in the morning. My wife and I. Um, it was on the freeway. And we always wanted to know what the fuck happened. Hurricane's out on the freeway. Like, I think yeah. well, it's because we live right, right next to it. Um, uh, and also, I'm a homeless man who lives under an overpass. Um, and yeah, I couldn't figure out what happened. And like you'd think in any other town, I guess maybe not New York, you'd find out in the paper. It would Right. Or Body found on yeah. the freeway. Exactly. Sure, yeah. Um, not so much in good old Los Angeles. So uh, when when you had moved to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. did you get into a lot of uh, altercations? Were you in a lot of fights and stuff? What kind of what kind of teen were you? Oh God, I was awful. I mean, I was. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't an. I was a very. You were a teenager, so yeah, you were. Awful. No, no, no. I wasn't. I mean, I was awful in terms of the existence was awful. I mean, I was a good. I wasn't a rebellious teen or anything. I was very. You know, I was a very what they would call late bloomer, mm-hmm. or what I would call like. Horribly underdeveloped, sure, <laughs> scrappy, scrawny. scrappy little guy. Yeah, yeah, I was very, I was still very kid-like and mm. didn't have a lot of parental attention. And then, mm-hmm. you know, coming from Chicago to LA, you know, was completely mystified by what the kids wore and how they talked. Huh. And, I mean, uh, I already was a misfit in Chicago, but I was kind of a beloved misfit. Like I was into Doctor Demento and Weird Al, and oh, you know, memorized funny. I was really a comedy geek you know, before like oh. comedy geek was cool. You know, That's which is sort excellent. of is now. A, and, a real um, pioneer. <laughs> I guess so, yes. Um, and so, but, but people got to kind of like me for like, oh, you got a new funny song for us? Or, you know, right. that kind of a thing. Like, yeah. like the, the school, I think it was just the school that I went to. That's, you know, they kind I of embraced, thing, it kind yeah. of embraced that, that to, to some degree. And then I came to L.A. and the school I went to, they did not want weird kids they didn't want want no. kids who wore novelty t-shirts or you know who were into i don't, they, they, I don't know that world I don't know they did that. not yeah. care about fish heads the song exactly <laughs> exactly um speaking of, of weird al we were talking a little bit about, about him off the air and i feel like weird al is such a common uh thread amongst people our age like men our age mm-hmm. you know what sure I mean? or even or like a yeah. few years older he, he was just like such a touchstone and absolutely yeah in like all of our lives it's it's so did you did you songs. find out about like Weird Al through like Doctor Demento? Yeah, through Doctor Demento, and and I don't know. I mean, through the grace of God, I found out through Doctor Demento. I have no idea how I knew who Doctor Demento was. Were you into friend. comedy before hearing Doctor Demento, or did that kind of bring you into that world a little bit? I think 
I mean, I enjoyed comedy, but I didn't. I don't think I understood that you could buy a comedy record. Like right. I knew that there were oh, records, okay. and I knew that comedy existed. Like I was into Saturday Night Live from the get go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have sure. I have memories of Saturday Night Live episodes, watching them live as a kid, and now I find out. Oh, that was 1976. I was five years yeah. old. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I was into that from from the get go. But I think from Doctor Demento, I, uh, when he started playing, when he was playing a lot of George Carlin, that, like that, mm. you know, that was it for me. And then when he would say, "This is a new George Carlin record called The Place for My Stuff that you can buy," right? Like I, I, How I many want to records have that. Did he have George Carlin? George Carlin. Oh, he had a ton of God, records. Yeah, at least a couple dozen records. Crazy. Yeah, he and, was. Uh, th- that's kind of what what started me on my comedy. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't know about career, but certainly appreciation was sure. I sort of bought a place for my stuff. I think maybe it was my first comedy record, uh-huh. and then whenever I could, I would just buy. You know, I would see, oh, he has other records. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. these go back a long time. So I would just kind of fill in my George Carlin comedy collection, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was a big Weird Al fan. And then I, rem- I remember vividly when Weird Al's first album came out. Um, I knew it was coming out, but I wasn't sure when. And my friend Greg Young, in we were in the lobby of the Latin School in Chicago, and he gave me this wrapped record for, uh-huh. uh, for my oh, birthday. Shit. So then I opened it, and I was like, <gasps> you know, it was like my heart exploded. That's it amazing. Was so, it was so exciting, and I played it over and over. Oh, that's so. I, I, uh, my wife knows that I love Weird Al, and she was at a, a yard sale, and the guy had like all of his first albums on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And was like, oh, I'm going to buy this for my husband, but I think Weird Al's stupid. Like, said that to our friend. <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm not going to sell them to you. Nice. And, and, and then, she to- <laughs> then she told me about it. I'm like, why did you do that? Yeah, right. Why did you tell I me? Found, I found a whole bunch at Amoeba, you know, that were used. And, I mean, I have all this stuff on, you know. Well, I had them all on cassette tapes. Yeah. Um, but I definitely wanted them all on vinyl. So I found a whole bunch of them. Somebody must have just gotten rid of all of their records. <laughs> and it was just this treasure trove of all these Weird Al records. So I bought a whole bunch. And I actually have one hanging on my wall. The signed even worse, which is signed to Angel. Uh, so if you guys want oh, to call I me Angel. That might have been a nickname for you or something. Uh, well, it is now. It is now. That's funny. Yeah, so I found that and it was like eight bucks and I was like, hell yeah, I'm doing that. I think it was, I'm, I'm trying to think of why he was such a touchstone for people. I mean, you know, first of all, I would think just because he was, he's really good. I mean, well, you know, yeah, there were so many people who did parodies really that were not good and his stuff was really good, but he also never you know, it was it, when he pretended to be cool. It was still funny. It was still him pretending. Yeah. Well, he, he had was, he had his own thing. I mean, the whole Hawaiian shirt thing. Right. But also, the songs that he parodied were songs that you either recognized, or even if you didn't recognize the songs and you heard them first as his parodies. Yes. Which a lot of us probably yep. did. Oh, absolutely. They were just really good songs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I think about his. His early parody songs, like all the time, they just get stuck in my head. And that that when songwriting became was invented, I'm sure that was never yeah. the intent. Well, I, like, I think also there was something about his performance because there was uh-huh. you know there was an there's an unbridled enthusiasm mm-hmm. and he just yes. kind of goes for it. And I think that like that really that I think anyone who was sort of a spaz. <laughs> can also yeah, yeah. Can relate to that that like you yeah. want to be able to just you know let it all out and you know like there were so many you know like Yoda I was not a Star Trek or sci-fi uh-huh. geek at all right. Star Wars I should say um, yeah, but you I were about appreciate- to get some major I know, I know. message oh my God. for that <laughs> you dodged a bullet right there QED um <laughs> But uh, well, that's a whole other thing. People assume because I was so socially awkward that I must have been in just Star, Star Wars, <laughs> Star Trek, and all that, and no, had never no. had any interest. Um, but uh, you know, the, I, but I appreciated like, oh wow, he's really making a lot of references to things, and like he, you know, for the people who really liked it, like there, there, there really was, there really was a lot of good stuff. You know, it wasn't just sort of this one, one joke 
mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And right. I think also that he embraced that he was called weird. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's sort of, I think, I think it's in a much, much smaller way, uh, you know, that that uh you know you hear people in the gay community talk you know talk about you know embracing the word fag or something or, right, or queer right, right. or something i mean yeah. fag i think still is a is a bad word but but you know queer maybe that it was something that they were called as an insult but then when they called it themselves it kind of you know gave them some sort of right. empowerment mm-hmm. yeah, he, and i think that is a sort of a similar thing with him him embracing weird because i was called weird as an insult uh-huh. oh yeah like, right, for right, sure yeah, right. weird like weird but then Al, it's like uh-huh. oh, the, oh here's this guy who's like exactly. super famous who's who makes me so happy and he's, he's weird and he's doing this weird, and he yeah. is you know making something of himself and i definitely grew up in a pl- i grew up in maine in in a place where it was not good to be weird mm-hmm. like still even to this day people i i would say a a, a big descriptor that a negative dis, um were i'm sorry let me start again my uh parents use the word weird or bizarre as like a really negative thing like right. like oh i yeah i watched that show it's really different like mm. and so that was like always <laughs> right. like really scarring to me as like someone who identified as like an outsider or like yeah. a weird kid like it's like oh man but then like someone like you know weird al or oh, oh that's probably how i got into comedy too was uh just like these people who are like embracing how strange they were Anyway, this just turned into WTF. <laughs> um, uh, well, actually, uh, we we started talking a little bit about how you're you you weren't like into the whole geek culture and things like that. Yeah. I want to talk about Beat the Geeks a little bit, sure. which is a show that you hosted. Um, was that VH1? It was or Comedy Central. Comedy Central. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching that when it was on. And I loved it, mostly because and. You were second best, of course. Uh, but uh, Gabriel, the Star Trek geek. Oh yeah. Uh, I loved the, the documentary Trekkies right. that he was like featured on, and that guy was amazing. So the oh, can I just say the film geek? Doesn't he run the New Art Theater? Yeah, and, he's a manager there. Uh, yeah, uh, that's Mark awesome. Hoyt. Yeah, he was mean to me once. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I don't remember why, but he I'm was, sure you deserved it. Yeah, I probably no, deserved I, it. I don't know. How, how did you get involved with uh, hosting that show? And were you worried that because you weren't a geek yourself, you would kind of fall out of place? Well, I mean, I, how I got involved, it was just a plain old audition. I mean, uh-huh. you know, I had a uh, would just be auditioning for game shows, and I think that was I'd done a I'd done a different uh, pilot for Comedy Central that didn't happen, and the, the producers had seen that and thought I might be good, and so mm-hmm. brought me in, and it just it just kind of clicked. Um, but the, the funny thing is when I told people, like, oh, I got this show called Beat the Geeks, 90% of people would say, oh, my God, that's perfect for you. Oh. <laughs> and you're like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the geek part, the beating, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, that was, a, that was, a, you know, that was a, a great gig, and I'm still, yeah. you know, like Mark, I'm still buddies with, and Andy and Paul, the, the music and uh, TV geeks as well. Was uh, Blaine Capatch? Blaine posted the second season, yeah. Oh, okay, he did the second season. season. Uh, he's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so you did the first season? I did the first season, yes. Cool. No, that was, a, that was a great show. I remember really enjoying that. And then when I had moved out here, and I'll, I'll talk probably in a little bit about how I first came across you uh, yeah. out here, um, I saw that you had done that. And I was like, oh my God, like, that's, that's amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can, we can come back to that in a little bit. Uh, but I want to know a little bit about your high school years. Oh boy. What it was like going to, so you went to high school when you were in Century City? Yeah, uh, so the Palisades, when we first uh, moved here, I went, to, mm-hmm. I went to one high school, and then after my dad and I moved to Century City, uh, I went to a different high school, which was much better. The first high school was just, was just awful. I mean, it was, it was much more prep school, jocks, mm-hmm. sure, yeah. um, you know. When, so when you're saying say, you weren't a jock? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, when people say, why did you like the second school you went to better, I said, because, uh, 
many fewer people there would hold me up against a locker and fart on me. Whoa. Which no. is... Uh, it was this, this is and those the... were the girls. No. <laughs> this is in the 80s? This was in the 80s, yeah, mid-80s. Um, I mean, John and I were, were teens in like the 90s, um, and I th- when I think of people getting picked on in the 80s, that's exactly what I picture. <laughs> <laughs> Pin them up to the lockers, what do I do now? I, know, them. Them. <laughs> um, I feel like, like you and I grew up in a more... Uh, nerd friendly environment where like True. in the 80s it seemed like a real war zone for for uh yeah i mean outsiders. it wasn't any, i mean th- that you know it, it wasn't uh you know i don't want to downplay it because some of it was some of it was kind of crappy but you mm. know you hear the stories now about kids getting bullied oh and, you sure, know i mean yeah, it was yeah. never I it picture was never, more like john hughesy yeah where, it was somewhere in know? between yeah, yeah yeah it was more it was a little it was a little john hughesy but it was still you know it was still no picnic it was still right. you know the, the thing that i don't think they cover is just how like sad that makes you i mean not to bring everybody <laughs> down but it's just like it's you know good. it's just no you know it, it's it's funny watching like a john hughes kind of a scene where that happens and oh haha, the kid got you know held up on a hook in the locker room or got right. you know, stuffed into a right, locker right. and you know oh that's a little moment that you know they'll laugh off but you don't laugh you don't laugh yeah. it off you go home and you feel shitty then you talk about yeah it they don't the yeah they don't take they don't follow the nerdy kid home when yeah he's like you know I'll, I'll like that really you know you really internalize that and if you mm-hmm. don't have kind of if you don't have a lot you know it it if you don't have a support system or you don't have mm-hmm, a lot right, of self-esteem right. to kind of buffer against that or to help you kind of plow through or a lot of sort of stick-to-itiveness to determination to sort of plow through that, it really just, you know, I was really depressed in high school. Sure. And, uh, you know, thank God I had some other good nerd friends. That, yeah. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't lonely uh, and I wasn't alone in, you know, in that. But, uh, but you know, it, it sucks. It, it definitely <laughs> uh, is what makes... Uh, freaks and geeks are special as that actually does kind right. of yeah. delve into that yeah. um, and I think we can all identify with that guys <laughs> yeah. it's, it's true yeah. it's true hey come on stop it you guys uh, <laughs> no, I kind of resent the anti-bullying campaign because it's like wait a minute I had to get through it yeah yeah I came out <laughs> that's okay that's true um, no no but some of the serious you know some of the serious stuff and just the level of humiliation now that's possible like if Facebook had been around oh, I know. or just the yeah. internet in general oh that's a huge game changer oh just, my god yeah. you just think of, just think about like uh, you know, j- just like how embarrassed you were to be caught nude somewhere as a yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. and like now if or I to get like, photographed or to get you know, pants public. or something was, right. was like the worst thing ever. But now, yeah, at can... least it was private. Some, yeah. you know, somewhat. At least it stayed within the school. Right, right, right. So yeah, now it could be. But it wasn't on YouTube, all. It wasn't all awful. I mean, I did have other friends who, you know, I, I mean, again, I was a comedy geek. I had, I had friends who I could go to a Gallagher concert with. <laughs> oh, and yeah. we did. Yeah. How far from the stage did you sit? Uh, we were not in tarp range. Oh um, man, <laughs> we were. Uh, but you still prayed for that one piece of watermelon shrapnel. Yeah, exactly. That was speaking of comedy albums. I actually did buy Gallagher's comedy album. Which you think of if you think about Gallagher's act. Yeah, it's <laughs> it not be the most it's, meta. Yeah, it's know. definitely a little bit more visual. He's a prop. It's not comic. quite as good as the Marcel Marceau <laughs> yeah. album. Yeah, which does, it, does exist by the way. Does it? <laughs> yes, there is a Marcel Marceau album. Does, oh, does the Gallagher album come with like? pictures yeah, of like yeah. now it's there's like a like please look at picture number yeah. 47 <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little slideshow yeah, going on strip. <laughs> no it was mostly his uh you know he had some other stand-up and cruddy jokes and stuff so like he that. did non-prop 
He did some teen prop humor in the mm-hmm. same. It, it, you know, if you um, want to go into the deep cuts, in the same way, you know, Weird Al did non parodies. You know, sure. that's true. But I, uh, yeah, I, I loved Gallagher growing oh, up. He, I, I, uh, I get a lot of shit for it because I still enjoy his stuff. Now. <laughs> oh, see, I, it's funny. I look at it now and I'm like, I guess I can see how I would have enjoyed it. In the same way, I can look like I guess I can see how I would have enjoyed Kool Aid. Yeah, right, right, you know what I mean. Well, I mean, watching some of Gallagher's specials now, which I do, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure that when I was watching as a kid, so much of that stuff just went way over my head. Right. But I still enjoyed sure. it because it's a ridiculous-looking vaguely... man yeah. doing these ridiculous-looking things. You didn't understand the homophobia. <laughs> oh, no, that's true. A, I guess that's later Gallagher. Well, there was a lot yeah. of stereotyping and stuff that he did, but yeah, yeah. that you yeah. didn't. You know, it, again, it was we were immature people. Yeah. It was immature humor. Oh, it sure. was a perfect. It was a perfect fit. But no, he was another one I was hardcore about. I remember my my dad's company had a they had a company apartment in Chicago. That were they had a sledgehammer cable. company? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> 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 but they had they had cable, and we didn't have cable. Oh, so okay. if Gallagher had a new special coming out, I think it was was on Showtime. I think it was his network. Mm, you uh-huh. know, we would we would arrange to you know me and me and two of my friends would arrange to have a sleepover at the company apartment <laughs> oh, so that we so could watch awesome. the new Gallagher. You guys, uh, he's on a giant special. couch in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Um, There's a big trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> and when did you start getting into like performing or? Cause, that was probably in high school. I got in, in. My background is all in improv. I don't really okay. do. I did stand up for a few years. I can do it if I have to, but I don't right. okay. really pursued stand up. But improv was always my game, and that was from. I, I did. I did my first improv class. I think when I was maybe twelve or thirteen at summer camp, and okay. then kind of left it behind. And then when I went into high school, I mean, it was one of those moments where a friend of mine was said, "Oh, what are you? You know, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to some improv class. Oh, improv. Oh, I used to do that. Can I come huh. along?" And then I was kind of hooked again, and so I did. I oh, had that's great, great! Yeah, fortunately I went to the high school that, that offered a great improv class and really mm-hmm. awesome. comedy and all that. And then when I was in college, uh, the summers and uh, other vacations that I would have back here, I would be doing improv classes. So mm-hmm. I, you know, did Groundlings, and mm-hmm. I studied with a woman named Cynthia Segetti, who's taught sort of everybody in town. Um, you know, doing improv classes, and then that was my background. That led to improv, led to sketch, and that led to stand up, and that mm-hmm. led to hosting, and. Here we are. Did you find that uh, once you started taking improv classes, it, it got you to come out of your shell more or to be more confident? It got, I think what it did is it got, it helped me channel my nuttiness more. Because sure. uh-huh. I, I was one of those kids where it was, you know, I, I, I kind of didn't know how to edit. I would blurt a lot, you know, if there were funny, <laughs> if there were a funny thing to say versus not being disciplined, I would mm-hmm. choose the funny thing to say. Right, right. Um, Definitely. And so, you know, it helped me, it helped me with that. And, and I, I guess it did give me some confidence, but it was, it was limited to, <laughs> limited to the classroom because I was a bit of a prodigy as a kid. You know, uh-huh. I, was, I was good for my age, mm-hmm. which, you know, once you're in your 40s, you're really not. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta stop being good for your <laughs> yeah. age. Or I guess if you are, it's a, at like, you know, Hey, you really- I can run on a treadmill for. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking the opposite. Pretty it's like, good for a- you have the bones of an 80 year old. So, you know, and it, what it really did give me, though, is a community. I mean, there's still people who I run into who, mm. you know, I, I, I think this is maybe true for all any sort of different comedy stuff, but especially for improv, which is so collaborative. Yeah. Is that, yeah. you know, you run into people you haven't seen in 10, 15 years, but it's like, hey, you know, there's, there, there's, a, there's a warmth. There's, sure. uh, yeah, there's you know, not like the. The cutthroatness of stand up. No, yeah, not at all. It's like very. And I know there's a lot of camaraderie in stand up as well. But, yeah. But um, you know, with uh, with improv, there's people who you spend a lot of time with, and mm-hmm. you know, and it also for you know for a while you know, can lead to you you get work because someone's working on something and says, oh, well, I remember Jake Keith from that improv class. Right. Yeah, have, yeah, him, yeah. have him come in. So you know, people who've gone on to success. That's great. And you two. 
how did you two meet? You oh, seem to you seem right. to have this. Eric meet. has never heard this story oh, before. Okay. This but this cute. is like, uh, and I I'd love to hear how you fell into this whole situation as well. Um, but when I okay, so I first moved out here. I uh, I was 24 years old. This is um, almost exactly five years ago. I uh, I was trying. I mean, I work in television, and I and I have for quite a while. But at the time, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any contacts, so I was like just applying to every job I could find, trying to find any way to make money. And then I got an email from some, you know, some list that was like, "We need contestants for a game show." And I was like, "If I can't earn the money, maybe I can win it." <laughs> uh, and as we'll learn, that's that wouldn't be possible with this situation anyway. So I fill out this application. I sent in a picture to this production company. And they wanted me to come audition. And they were just like, yeah, come on by. And they put me on this camera and they asked me a bunch of pop culture trivia questions. If you guys know anything about my current surroundings, I'm, I have tons <laughs> of artwork about pop, pop culture shit. He's a bit so, of a pop culture nerd. Yeah, so I was like, that's my jam. This is going to go great. <laughs> so <laughs> so I do... Uh, you you can tell you. how long ago this was because that's, <laughs> when, that's when you said things like that. Yeah, right? I've All never of, heard you sound whiter. <laughs> <laughs> so I... Um, I kind of nailed this audition, and they were just like, great, well, uh, we'd love to have you come in. So I went to the studio, and there were like 20 other white nerds that looked just <laughs> like me. And it was like, oh, okay, this is so it's a game show pilot. I, I knew that. That's all I knew. I knew that it was a trivia thing. I didn't know anything else about it. And they were just like, all right, well, we're doing this actually for G4, so there's one more round of auditions, so we're going to have you all... Uh, meet with these G4 executives and answer some more trivia questions. So we like got matched up with other white nerds with glasses. And uh, after that, they were saying like, okay, we're going to record, we're going to shoot a pilot. And then if there's time, we're going to do one more. They, they started listing the names. They listed my name first, some other white nerd who looked just like me. <laughs> and then they just kind of brought out this like attractive girl. Because if you're watching G4... You want to be watching a guy that looks like you or a girl that you would want to sleep with. Right? Dressed, dressed like sexy Princess Leia. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how they carted her out. <laughs> so um, we go into the studio and it looks great. This looks like a real fucking thing. This is actually happening. And then I heard that Jay Keith was the host. Um, and I was like, oh, that's really cool to beat the Geeks guy. I know this guy. And then there were like three podiums uh, next to each other. And then there was one that was to the left of mine. <laughs> That was a little different. <laughs> and you, didn't, you had no idea at this point I, what it I, was about. I kind of was theorizing certain okay. things, um, but I really did not know much. And it was uh, me, and then to the right of me was the girl, and then there was the other guy. But we were contestants on a game show. We weren't allowed to talk to each other. And then they brought out the three-year-old chimp named Willie <laughs> for the show Beat the Monkey. Uh, the show was called Beat, Beat the, the Monkey, Monkey, which is a very crazy name for a television show that can only exist in this day and age. <laughs> uh, so the premise of the show is where three human contestants <laughs> compete against each other and a chimp uh, in pop culture trivia. And I turned to the girl next to me, who I was not to talk to, and I just said... I love him so much because <laughs> he Jim. was he was adorable. He was so cute. Um, now, uh, Jay Keith, did you yes. find that? I found out the exact same way. It <laughs> was me in a room of other uh, white guys with glasses. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they picked, just picked one of us to be the host, yeah. and then the rest of and us to be monkey. contestants. No, unfortunately, I didn't. It, 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 I did know what the concept was, yes. you know, beforehand yeah. from the first audition. Certainly. Although it was, it was interesting to see, like, all we were told was. 
it was contestants versus a monkey, uh-huh. so I was left to imagine the rest. So it ended up being a lot different than I'd originally uh, pictured. But um, no, it was just, I mean, this is just, it was just another day in show business. Yeah. Of, you know, well, this was like, today your audition is yeah, for... Uh, up is until for this. this point, I had, you know, I just, I was just working on a little thing for like American Idol, and then... Uh, this happened. I was like, well, this is like the most LA thing that can possibly happen right now. <laughs> uh, and what ended up happening, and I can talk about this because it's it hasn't aired and it's yeah. never going to air. Right. This thing is not going anywhere. So um, I was there to ma- I was there to win money, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, the points weren't by money; they were by bananas. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So that. so the first round goes. the The other guy gets like five bananas. The girl gets like fifteen, and I have like twenty five bananas. Who cares what the monkey has? Oh, and it was multiple choice. So Jay Keith would ask a question, say A, B, or C. We'd hold up A, B, or C, and the chip would hit a buzzer. That's at right. Random. The monkey was not required to answer. Oh, okay. I, I but, sentences. Yes, yeah, but it would just hit a buzzer. And uh, so then the the the, the first mu- guy gets kicked off. He's handed his five bananas, and he walks off. Um, second round, I'm still in the lead, but then, the, but the girl doesn't get kicked off because we have to do the physical challenge, which was a basketball free throw oh, competition. Yeah, what a nightmare that was! <laughs> that was so crazy. So it turns out that getting a monkey to shoot basketballs is requires a little uh, practice. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And well, he did little like slam dunk climbing up. Yeah, the they pole had things. him climb the climb yeah. the uh, post and then. Which was adorable. Did you uh, ever get really jealous because the monkey probably got a ton of attention? (laughs) A little bit. Start the show. It was more annoying. I mean, you know, as you can imagine, it's really cute and novel for the first, you know, 12 hours. (laughs) And then after a while, they they just couldn't get, you know, I'd imagine that they were just going to put the monkey in like a booth and just let him if you will, go ape shit. <laughs> just, you know, and then like occasionally come down and just, you know, you know slap, a, slap a buzzer or do something. But yeah. they had him like he was chained difficult. to a podium. Yeah, he was oh. difficult because like he had the trainer underneath like feeding him grapes yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah, so then after the, after the physical challenge portion, the, I, I still had more, I had like 75 bananas. The girl had like 50 something and she went off with her 55 bananas. And then it was just me and the chimp in a lightning round mm-hmm. where he was just in a box, okay. a soundproof box with noise canceling headphones. That's right. <laughs> so so like when Jay Keith read off the, like the questions that he was going to read to both of us, um, the chimp wouldn't know my answers. Because uh, I would just <laughs> which say Which is them. kind of funny. I which is really that, funny. That is really funny. Uh, but he also wouldn't know when he was supposed to hit the podium because like the you know a human knows the end of a question yeah right is the right. time to well but this is this is the kicker though the yeah go ahead. is that i got like two questions out of ten right and the chimp got three meaning that oh. the chimp won everything <laughs> uh so i walked out of there with 75 bananas and the chimp got like a trip for two to palm springs oh and oh. that was like the weirdest day of my life well, still it, it worked out for the best because the chimp is actually an elderly gay man so <laughs> perfect vacation spot for him uh, uh but yeah that was like the craziest thing ever and I mean, right now, that's probably the show's just sitting in a storage unit somewhere because G four is going under. Yeah, and, and the production the production company doesn't, company exist, doesn't anymore. exist anymore. <laughs> but uh, no, I thought I thought that show had potential. You know, you do pilots where you think, sure. you know, oh my god, this isn't going to well, go anywhere. Well, this and was then... during the writer's strike, if I remember correctly. Is that right. Wow. So I think that it was like just in case this thing keeps on going, at least we'll have this. To... Oh, okay. That's what I at least theorized. Yeah, um, it was, uh, you know, it would have been hard to, if they'd made, I think they were trying to do it as a strip show, so it would have been hard to, I think they would have been, I think they realized, you know, working with a monkey is a lot more 
difficult, difficult. Than, they, than they thought. Yeah. I mean, just because you think that'd be pretty basic just to get a monkey to hit a button. Well, yeah. I remember what they had to do because the chimp had a trailer that <laughs> with his like and by older... the way did, did i have a trailer yeah. no. No. <laughs> but he had a trailer with like all these like toys in it and his like older brother because when when a chimp is a certain age they can't do that stuff anymore they're completely way too violently unpredictable mm-hmm. yeah so i remember they had to like bring it out every off. like hour and a half to like play with its brother just to like get it out of its <sighs> system or whatever i don't know if did you ever get a chance to hug the chimp i believe you had chimp access we did not have chimp access <laughs> It's called being a big show. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we did a couple uh, still photos of uh, you know, oh, sure, yeah. hugging and you know, a kissy face and yeah. you know that kind of a thing. But going, um, but in general, they actually. It was funny because I would have thought from you know, seen documentaries about behind the scenes on movies with animals that they mm-hmm. they, they would have wanted us to have a rapport, but it was the opposite. Yeah, they didn't want us to interact because they didn't want the chimp to be distracted or to, uh, you know, to come to me. It was really, they, they really wanted yeah. the chimp to be focused on the trainer. Yeah, so that you know the trainer could. Tell he was wearing these like little stuff. like overalls or whatever. Man, it was, was that, you know, like, it's what pretty much what you would expect. Yeah, yeah a, di- a diaper. I remember the diaper. There's, more. Yeah, there's a. There's, you know, which, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful that there was no a shit throwing. In, in when a ch- when a chimp gets older, it gets really aggressive, and the way it attacks you, uh, it does it very specifically. It tries to rip your face off. Mm-hmm. It tries to bite your hands off, and then it rips your genitals off. Because it, it doesn't want... It. So that's what we had to look forward to yeah, in, exactly. in season four. Yeah. He became a real prima donna. In the, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that was... I, I don't know. Doing that was just kind of like my welcome to Los Angeles badge. It doesn't get weirder than this. Did you eat all the bananas? Uh, Did they I, actually give you the bananas? Well, what happened was I was leaving and... They were just. We're gonna I, need those back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, I, and I was just like, "So, am I gonna get these bananas or what?" And they're just like, "Do you really want these bananas?" And I was like, "I am leaving here." With <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah. Just give you a trash bag full of bananas. Pretty much. Yeah. I remember just like loading up my car with bananas. Well, I saw it was really people fun. coming up to me, and it's funny, you know, being a contestant because you know that that's your one experience yeah. doing that but you know you'd be the gigs we did you know 65 shows you're in sure. five shows a day it's like i still have people coming up saying like hey remember i was a contestant on the geeks <laughs> nope like, oh, not so much. yeah unless you were the hot one that i tried to sure <laughs> yeah with, probably yeah, yeah. not uh another funny thing about beat the monkey i had run into this girl who i used to live in philadelphia and i met this girl through a friend who also lived in philadelphia and she was like, oh, I really, you seem really familiar. And it was just one of those things. It's like, oh, we've probably run into each other a ton of times. And then she heard about the whole beat the monkey mm-hmm. thing. And she was like, oh my God, I know exactly how I know this guy. And it turns out, I think like that day, she and you were doing an, like a New York and LA apartment swap or something. Wow. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. I yeah. And she swaps. came to the studio to like give keys or something like that who was this i, I forget her. she's redhead curly hair i don't remember oh yeah, yeah 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 but, she, but it was yeah but it was that's right she did come that day yeah but wow. it was like of like the the 15 people that witnessed this thing it was it's this one person that's who, right wow um, that is bizarre yeah so it's just like and then you realize you went to high school with the chimp beat me by one grade point in uh but to get valedictorian, <laughs> it was valedictorian. <laughs> to be fair, the the lightning round, those questions were slightly more difficult. Uh, I get, I'm going to be honest. There was one question that I'll never forget. Yeah. And I mixed up iced tea and ice cube, and I'll never let down, let my forgive myself for, uh, oh, for mixing well, that's up. That's wise. 
Uh, let's get to some advice questions. All right. Let's finally. give some advice to some dumbass teenagers. Um, if I read Fifty Shades of Grey, will my sexual frustration go away or will it increase it? Well, I think the fact that you're a teenager, your sexual frustration is just going to, like like in a cartoon it's when gonna, it gets super hot, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to burst through your sexual thermometer. <laughs> it just, and, and it'll probably start decreasing once you're in your 40s. Um, have either of you guys read Fifty Shades of Grey? I've not, but I no. believe at some point you reach maximum frustration, sexual frustration. <laughs> like, I could not imagine Nothing mine can, getting, uh, being more it. frustrated. Well, because the thing is, you know, being being in the the social outcast thing that I that I was is that you know people assume that because they don't see you as a sexual being mm-hmm. that you're oh, not a sexual yeah, right, being. Right, right, right. But I was a very sexual being. I just uh-huh. had no one to <laughs> well, be so sexual with. Did yes. you get a lot oh. of like, oh, you're just like a brother to oh, me. My oh, my God. They call that the friend zone these oh, days. Oh, my God. That was so much. So much yeah. brother. So much like, so. so much like you're. So, oh, my God. You're so cute. But like a teddy bear cute. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did I ever tell you, John, that I was at in line at the DMV a few years ago and I had a beard at the time and a little girl was in front of me in line. She turned to her mother and she said, Mom. Is he a teddy bear? <laughs> and I just want to be like, I think that's in your Twitter you. bio. Is, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck you, little girl. But she meant it in the gay culture way. Yeah, you a bear. Like, no, I'm an otter. Like God. a large but gentle homosexual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I what I always get is like, you you remind me so much of my dad. Oh, oh I that's still get that, that to this good, day. That's that sounds promising. Yeah, yeah, but then they then they always have weird issues. Well, duh. But... Oh, yeah, that's why you remind him of your dad. Yeah. Yeah, um, so Fifty Shades of Grey, I think, will only drive this girl more wild. You're going to start wanting to put Benoit balls in your butt. What? I think that happens in Fifty Shades of Grey. I know, I know nothing. Writers, about I mean, writers, listeners, write in and, and confirm that. Do and writers, listen in. And please don't send in your used Benoit balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> we got a whole pile of them. All right, next question comes to us from a 13-year-old girl. Uh, leftover jean legs. So I cut some old jeans into shorts, and now I have leftover jean legs. I just don't want to throw them away. I already made a purse, but I don't know what else to make. Any ideas? What do you guys do with your leftover jean legs? Oh, leg warmers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's just a, put them back on. Yeah. Your, so it's just like you just shorts. have like a little, a little peak of skin at the mm-hmm. knee area. Oh yeah. And then it just like you know scrunched up at the ankle. Well, what I do is oh, that you, like you that. reattach them to the jeans with a zipper, so it's like those camping pants. Oh yeah. Those oh, like yeah, hiking yeah. pants, so you or can ventilate. You can. Go, oh snap, nice. Snap oh that'll be good. Oh yeah. yeah yeah for like when you're playing oh, yeah. street. Ball. Yeah. Street ball. Yeah, so it's like you're being athletic, but you're not being too athletic that you're yeah. still wearing jeans. Yeah. But you need a little bit more ventilation. Um, um, yeah. I, I store my nerds in them, the, the, the candy. <laughs> and I fill it to the top, and then I eat it. <laughs> I tried that, but the, the nerds kept going through the holes at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I sew it up on the bottom. You gotta sew it up. Oh, you gotta sew it up. That's trick. Uh, I always love talking about this because it's so disgusting, but Eric and I used to work with this guy, <laughs> who I currently work with, who wore like cargo shorts, mm. and he would keep loose M&Ms in them. Ooh. He is a big, fat guy. And always no kidding. Mountain, big, fat always guy. Drinking, <laughs> always drinking Mountain Dew yeah. and just really disgusting. Um, but that's that just reminded me of that. It's, and didn't you say you he... John texted me and said, oh, I currently work with this guy. This, this person is currently uh, unwrapping a nerd's rope. Yes. Which nobody over the age of 12 should ever eat. Yeah. Or even, it's, even below the age it's of 12 really, should eat that. It's really what, terrible. What is it? It's like a, a... It's a candy rope with nerds attached like to it. Like a gummy rope with nerds oh. stuck to it. Oh. Like that sounds like an accident. A... Like you left it in the floor of your <laughs> yeah, car. Exactly. Yeah, right? Exactly. Um, Jake, why don't you read this one at oh, the top? Sure. Over here. 
Can you get shorter? Someone asks. I'm five foot four, and I want to get shorter, and I heard you can. <laughs> asked, asked, of course, by a girl. Uh, <laughs> 15. Five four wants to get shorter, and I heard you can. Can you get shorter? Um, I think that you just have to age. Yeah, you have to years. wait about eighty years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, and then eventually, sense. natural gravity and you know your bones. I'd love to know what down. she tried. Yes. <laughs> just like putting heavy weights on her head. Yeah. Yeah, just like, Why would you want to be? I guess if you're like an awkwardly tall girl, maybe. But five four. That's five sounds, four that's is not. That's about girl decent. height. Yeah, I'd say five four is perfectly girl height. Yeah. I've always wanted to be taller, never shorter. I would do her. Yeah, 5'4", yeah. absolutely. 5'4", yeah. 15, that's my type. <laughs> <laughs> J. Keith. So go to jkeith.net. And, <laughs> this goes directly to the FBI. Um, <laughs> by do, I mean mentor. Yes, and by, by do, you also mean Mountain Dew. You want to oh, I want to do her the Mountain Dew with her. Lol, this is kind of simple, but what's a fun way to say hey to your crush or even someone cute? I mean, sometimes hi, hellos, hey there's are just too boring. Oh. You could always go back to the whole like Budweiser frogs thing and give it what's up. <laughs> if you want to be like And they would have quirky. no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that yeah. Age. It'd be a new, like how it'd original. Be a, it'd be a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> I would do hi lady. <laughs> I'm a big fan of what's crack a lackin. What's crack a lackin? All right, so you got what's up? I would just up? say this is my jam. The Jerry Lewis thing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring that back. Uh, this is my jam. You're my jam. It's like, yeah, well, this girl is a social butterfly, so she's willing, I imagine she's willing to try new things. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say try all those things. And maybe he's a big Jerry Lewis fan. Yeah. And would appreciate it. Or French. It. Or Lady. Talk, talk with her butt like Ace Ventura. <laughs> That's my tip. That's your tip. Um, okay. If you have seen the movie Grown Ups, what was your favorite quote from the movie? <laughs> The end. <laughs> I'd have to go between the end and I want to get ice cream wasted. Or chocolate, chocolate wasted. Chocolate wasted. <laughs> yeah. Since I never saw it, chocolate wasted is the only part I that see. I... I think I was, I was like on cable and I had it on like in the background and I was like, well, this is garbage. I just, I resent that that movie exists. And I, I think there's a sequel there's coming a sequel too, coming out. Oh, yeah. geez. Yeah. Same, same crew, up. same crew. I'm sure yeah. Bernie yeah. Mac is added somehow <laughs> posthumously. Do you do, you do any acting? Um, I do occasionally. Do are, commercials you, and oh, okay. uh, I get a line in a sitcom every once in a while. What's What have you done recently or most recently? Oh, yeah. Most recently, I did a commercial last year, I guess, for ESPN, a promo, okay. that kind of thing. Nothing nothing exciting. All right. But every now and then, those things things come around. <laughs> for a commercial, you don't have to be. That's true. You just have to be like, hey, it's yogurt. Get out and then that's it. You're hired. <laughs> I know, right? Look out, Jamie hey, Lee Curtis. I love, the, I love that slogan for Dan and, hey, it's yogurt. Hey, it's hey, yogurt. yogurt. What do you, what do you yeah. want from me? Yeah. You know, it's not going to make it poop better. <laughs> it's not the Jamie Lee Curtis yogurt, but it's pretty nice. It's yeah, pretty what, nice. what happened it's with her career? Nice. No, I've, gotten, I've gotten out of the point. It used to be I would, audition, I would get auditions for sitcoms where I would get you know big, big parts and then a scene and then a guest star and then a line. And then my last sitcom <laughs> audition, I had one word. <laughs> was and it, I what's up? No. <laughs> I think it was ma'am. <laughs> That's not even Did a word. Did not book it. That's not oh, even a word. I know it's not even a full it's word. It's not a full it's word. Just an apostrophe. Oh wow, that's amazing. So, so what come on of, out to Hollywood, kids. What and kind join of planet show? What kind of sitcoms have you done? Uh, let's see. What kind of what kind sitcom-y of sitcoms? What sitcoms? I did. Well, see, I did a Curb Your Enthusiasm. That was oh cool. really? Yeah, that was a while ago. Was that? Uh, which episode? It was the That's end of season two. Called uh, the episode was called the Massage, and I was a television. Oh executive. sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. I look on. I look very different. I had orange hair and white glasses, and mostly just nodded a lot, and you know, <laughs> made faces with uh, 
with uh, the cast. Sure. That's great. And then uh, I had a line, I had a couple lines on, uh, what the hell was that called? Hope and Faith. The, oh, uh, yeah. That one. I, did, I had one line on two guys and a girl. So With uh, the pizza place? No, post pizza place. Post pizza place. Yeah, yeah. We're all living in a post pizza place America. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so just little things here or there. Oh, cool. Uh, why don't you just read this last question? Bring it here. on home. A 15 year old student asked, What is the opposite of a kiss? <laughs> the opposite that's a deep question oh. being alone for forever um, opposite of a kiss hmm I wonder why she's asking this well eating, she does eating, identify herself as a do good girl well 15 I would say eating a nerd's rope is the opposite. <laughs> opposite of a kiss but not like team nerd's rope where it's like a lady yeah. in the tramp situation oh, <laughs> Two sticky lips T- meeting a in the middle. Tandem nerds rope. I would call it my entire high school <laughs> experience. Oh, oh poor, yes. poor guy. Thank you. <laughs> retroactive pity. <laughs> or is it retroactive? Bum, bum, bum. No. Well, guys. But no, everything worked out. Happy sunshine time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, any any stories that you want to regale us with what before we finish things up over here oh gosh any, any big uh, teen defining teen moments in your life well, well let's go back to the weird owl thing i have to say <laughs> i'd love the, to okay yeah. well one of the, probably the highlight of my teen years is i i called into the larry king radio show and mm-hmm. got to ask weird owl three questions <laughs> oh do you and, remember what they were uh i remember one of them was why there was some song that did not appear on a record. I don't know if it was Yoda or there, hmm. was, there was some song he had done that was on Dr. Nometa that didn't appear on a record and I asked him why. The other was, uh, there was, he'd written a song, I think for the GoBots movie. Huh. Oh. Does that sound right? I'm sure. sure I'm not in. sure. But yeah, that sounds uh, great. And it, and it, it and it didn't appear on the. I remember I'd rented the video and it didn't appear on the video. It was supposed to be like the opening theme or the closing theme, and there was some sort of <laughs> oh, right thing. Why not? And then the third, why am I so lonely? No, I, don't <laughs> I don't remember the third question, but I will say that that was the highlight of my teenage oh, years. Oh yeah, oh, wow. that's that's incredible. And you've since gone on to to interact with Weird Al. And yeah, that's actually been really cool. So some of the live shows that I've done, I uh, I kind of got into hosting just by decision. I just wanted to try it, and so I started doing so a live. Stand up posting? Uh, no, I did. I, I started doing a live uh, talk show. Oh, so I would do a, you know I would do stand at the beginning a monologue and I would uh-huh. have a sidekick and guests and do mm-hmm. video pieces and all that and um, that kind of is what led to beat the geeks and sort of the oh, hosting cool. career such as it is. Yeah, and you've done um, live like dating game yeah, show yeah. type so things the first, too. The first live show I did that. that I came up with was the was the talk show called the JQ Fan Stratton Show. Uh-huh. Very clever. <laughs> then I did then for a while I did a live version of What's My Line, the old T V game show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I uh, came up with a dating show called the Fix Up Show that I uh, right, that right. I hosted as well. And Weird Al was a guest on the talk show and on the What's My Line show. And uh-huh. and so the first time you know, there were definitely moments where I was looking over and I was like, I cannot believe I'm talking to Weird Al. Yeah, right. You know, it was like, it was such a gift for that 14 year old in me who would, you know, I mean. I, and it, it still happens today to like people in every generation are absolutely. discovering Weird Al. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I, but to be able to, to yeah. be able to be, you know, somewhat of a peer with someone that you admired so much or to, yeah. you know, to actually be able to, to work with him and, uh, you know, to have him on your show. I mean, I, oh, I don't yeah. think people understand like how. You know, growing up in Chicago, like how far away you feel from showbiz mm-hmm. or famous people, or Absolutely. like I didn't understand. I didn't. You, you don't know anyone who works on a TV show when you're yeah. up in Chicago. You don't know anyone who has access to anything. Yeah. You know, so the I, I, I didn't understand that. Oh, there's a place where people make 
yeah. television. I mean, I knew that there was a place called Television City because I, <laughs> yeah. watched, I watched The Price is Right. Uh-huh. And I knew that I wanted to run away to there. Um, you knew that you wanted to get your pets spayed and neutered. Of course. <laughs> and my sister. Um, but, you know, it felt so far away. And so, you know, being there with him and, and you know, like I, yeah. I remember I introduced him and I, I think I said in my intro, it's like, and now I can say something that I've wanted to say all of my life. Ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen, here on my show, we're going to yeah. of it. It's um, kind of funny. And, I mean, we're living in a world where people are so accessible. Exactly. And I, uh, I, I have another podcast about um, veganism. And I will I, not be appearing on that one. That's totally, <laughs> I, this wasn't an invitation. That's but I just booked uh, Ed Bigley Jr. Oh, yeah. Just because I asked him. Yeah. And it's like some people are just so nice and, you know, willing to do anything as it, long well, as I've been you very know, fortunate for, for all of those live shows that I've done. You know, I've done probably 200 different, 200, yeah. you know, episodes, quote unquote. No one has ever, none of those people have been paid. None of yeah. them, you know, maybe one of them, Steve Allen, I had to get a driver for because mm. he was, you know, elderly. But like, it, it's just amazing that people, you know, it helps living in LA because these right. people are around. People ask yeah. me, you know, oh my God, how did you get all these people? It's like, well, I was in line at a coffee shop behind yeah. Malcolm Jamal Warner. And so I said, <laughs> excuse awesome. me, Mr. Jamal Warner. Uh, well, that reminds me when I was, uh, and I had just tweeted about this. When I was 15 years old, I went to the summer camp that was all about performing arts. And I got into like the video uh, department and the guys who headed the department nicknamed me Malcolm Jamal Wiener. <laughs> and uh, people called me MJ or Jamal like yeah. for a long time after that. Jamal. Uh, yeah, because, you know, that famous director, Malcolm Jamal Warner. <laughs> director? <laughs> yeah, he's, he directed d- he's directed stuff. Oh. Yeah, nothing that you would have ever seen. <laughs> um, um, yeah, oh, I, I was just going to say that... Um, to kind of going back a little bit, like Weird Al is probably the nicest, one of the nicest guys you can meet too. Just such a, such a warm, warm. And a lot guy. of people are. I mean, I think as long as you know, I mean, nobody who sh- nobody who agrees to show up mm-hmm. to do a live show for free, you know, is sure. going to be an yeah, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, one of them. But. <laughs> <laughs> so the point of this episode is yes. Weird Al. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah, listen to Weird Al teens. Uh, no, no, everybody should listen to Weird Al, and everybody should uh, check out uh, Jay Keith's stuff. Uh, yeah, and if your you're, website, uh, 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 yeah, jaykeith.net, and and uh, what I've been doing lately, actually coming up, is uh, writing workshops uh, through uh, oh, that's a site cool. called LA Writers Group. So if you're in the LA yeah. area, you're looking to do some creative writing stuff, uh, check it out. I moderate these writing groups; it's a lot of fun. Awesome, get that's a lot great. of people's uh, creativity going. So I've been doing that. Is it just like short story type stuff? It's or pretty whatever? much whatever you want, whatever you're working on. We do exercises. Uh, in the group and then you can bring in material for feedback and um, I, I started out as a participant in these groups and uh-huh. I've gotten some stuff published from it and then uh, oh, now nice. moderate the group so LARitersGroup.com where do you do like where do you do this Adam? Uh, usually people's homes and people's you know someone's living room and they someone hosts bed. yeah someone hosts you have you know 10 or they 12 make some people. cupcakes the night before you know? Well, you know, it's not. A, uh, they, it's optional. I don't want to promise cupcakes, <laughs> but uh, there, there could be a cup-shaped cake uh, <laughs> in your future. But don't do it for the cupcakes. Do it for your writing, mm-hmm. for creativity, so, absolutely, uh, that kind of stuff. And then I've got a show coming up. Uh, knock on wood uh, on uh, Felicia Day's YouTube channel, Geek and Sundry. Oh, oh awesome. should be coming up uh, in March. So look for that. Great, excellent. And Ooh. then Twitter. Oh, Twitter yeah. at J underscore Keith. I believe that's how this show was booked. Probably, <laughs> probably how I first got in touch with you. Knowing John, it was yeah. Um, J underscore Keith. 
And I am at the Eric Goslin. I'm at John Wiener. We are collectively at Hey Teens Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, if if you're a teen and have a question you want us to answer, it send it to uh, Hey Teens Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll take it very and seriously. We, <laughs> and we will be gentle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's a real person, we'll be gentle. Yes, I, mean, I guess these are real. People, these are real people, but they have no idea listen. that we're talking about them yeah, right now. Exactly. Um, but Jay Keith, thank you so much for oh, thanks so much, popping guys. by. Appreciate a lot of fun. This has been fantastic. We love you, teens. Bye, teens. Teens. Bye, teens.